to the No Ideas Original Podcast. Today we have Slim of 112, Grammy winner, classic R&B group 112, dope solo artist, former bad boy, deaf soul artist, been doing this thing on the circuit for a minute. What's up, man? Thanks. Yo, and again, on camera, I say to you, thank you for having patience to work through the technical difficulties. Nah, it's love, man. Nah, it's all love, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just glad to be able to do this. You know what I'm saying? Talk, talk to y'all, you know what I'm saying? Appreciate it, brother. Yo, so tell us how 112 came together. Were you originally a solo artist, or you, when you guys started out, you was always in a group? No, I was always in a group. So, um, we are, we're all from the same neighborhood, same everything. So, you know, there's nothing, we, we were all from the same, like, middle, you know what I'm saying, high school. So, you know, we, we really started taking it serious, uh, like, in high school. And um, it started from there. I met Mike. Mike um, told me to go. Um, you know, we started having rehearsal at his, at Grandma Crib. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's how. That's pretty much how I started rocking from there. You know, I mean, start doing a lot of talent shows. We were winning all the talent shows. Then you know, um, you know, we had the one particular talent show where we met. Uh, then uh, Courtney Bear Seals. And then uh, Bear took us up to uh, Dallas Austin studio. Okay. And uh, that's that's when everything started, you know what I'm saying? You know, we met Tim and Bob and we started working with them. We were originally supposed to be their group. And, yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? You know, God had a way of, you know what I mean? Uh, pointing us toward, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Diddy, yeah. Right. Yeah, I feel like you got to really, really be like in tune with everything that's going on in the music business to for a casual fan to appreciate Tim and Bob. Like, yo, what, what's it like working with Tim and Bob? Because a lot of people don't realize they're responsible for a lot of hit records. Yeah, probably, probably one of the most, if, probably, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest R and B producers out. They probably got about three hundred million records sold. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They work for they. They've done. Stuff for us, uh, uh, boys to men. Uh, God, God, I can't even. I know. Yo, hey, yo, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> they've done like huge, huge, huge records. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I, 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 like I knew they were like out of control when you start taking songs and the song platinum, multi-platinum records. Go into other platinum records, so like they did the record for like uh Tamia, uh, I'm so into you, and then yep. you had my like Fab take it and then do it again, and then it goes multi platinum again, or you know, what I'm saying? like you know, like you take like I really look at people like that, like when you have producers that you know, what I'm saying like they can make records and then records make other just like John B. Um, don't listen to what people say. That one, and you know what I'm saying, and then uh, you know what I'm saying, and then that record goes, and then everybody used to hear like Chris Brown take it, and you know what I'm saying, and do it with Aaliyah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. like their musical pieces. You know what I'm saying? And the reason why you know 112 has the sound that we have. Sound, man. I love, I love your guys' music. Who wrote Cupid? Oh, we uh, we all did. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like you know what I'm saying. We all we all did. You know what I'm saying? Now it was something I was going through. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you know, you just I was up there in New York. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and you know, you know, I, I'm I'm at the time. You know what I'm saying? I was with my baby's mother. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
you know, like I'm, I'm up there and I'm, I'm realizing like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I need to, um, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm up here. She's in ATL. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I sent some flowers and she's like, yo, what you doing? Yo, you up to something. Yo, hold up. You just did that just because? Right. Nah, you doing something. Yo, yeah. I was so hot. I was so hot. Yo, I went to, I came, I just went to the studio. I was, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy, man. You can't, you can't win for losing. But, you know what I'm saying? So if you listen to the words, like, regardless of how I'm singing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a conversation. It's really an argument. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you go listen to the B, B verse I said. Uh, babe, I'm so uh, girl, I'm so sick and tired of the way you turn my words into deception and lies. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm just trying to speak my mind. I'm only saying what's in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Cupid, no lie. But you won't know unless you give it a try. And then if, if people didn't understand what I was saying with Cupid, I was saying true love don't lie. True lie. True true love don't lie. But you won't know unless you give it a try. Mm-hmm. Give it a try. Classic record. That's a classic. classic man. One of my favorites, man. Are you and I come to find out, man, you love playing the piano. When did you learn to play the piano? No, so no, no I didn't play the piano. I played the cello. So I played violin. I played the viola, and I played the cello. You know what I'm saying? So I was, I've been first chair cello ever since third grade. So you know what I'm saying? People. So that's probably like how I kind of use my voice. I, I think of my voice as a um like an instrument. So. Me having like a, a untraditional voice, you know what I'm saying? Like I kind of learned playing the cello, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. uh, since uh, elementary school, and I I was really good at it. So I had like four scholarships with that, you know what I'm saying? So mm. pretty cool, you know what I'm saying? Pretty that's dope, bro. Yeah, talented dude. I have uh, two questions, right? Um, mm-hmm. now now being you brought up, you know, you had multiple scholarships and stuff, right? How how big of that decision it was because I know your mom was very, is very was, uh, very faith based, right? So for you to have them scholarships to go to college and stuff and to make that big decision, man, of something that you knew was going to work, you had believed that it was going to work. How did it play a part in how your mom, you know, received that? Well, you know, it was a little. It, it was it was it, it was a little hard it was way harder than what it was because it wasn't just the music scholarship I, I had it was more of the academic scholarships that you know I was the nerd of the group like I wasn't they were popular the, the rest of them were very popular I was you know what I'm saying like you know nobody really unless I was actually helping people with their work or something like that you know what I'm saying so I was originally uh, interested in te- uh, aviation and aeronautics you know what I'm mm. saying? My forte was math and science. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just so intrigued, infatuated on how something so big as a plane can float like a bird. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, my initial uh, my initial goals were to, you know, uh, own a fleet of jets, and you know what I mean? And be able to, you know what I mean, um, control it from 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 the from the head to the tail you know what i'm saying like nobody i i study aircraft mechanics everything i didn't want nobody to be able to cheat me so uh, so that's where i was going and it was crazy because i got an offer actually i had an offer to uh actually do that control like um jets and 
uh, it was in Dallas, Texas. I could have actually moved there. They're gonna start paying me 125,000, a stipend for 500 a month. You know what I'm saying? I was nowhere close to 18, you understand what I'm saying? My hand, I didn't have no, I got no calluses, but my mind, you know, I could tell people exactly what, you know what I'm saying, what to do. So, you know what I'm saying? So my mom was more hot about that because she knew I was flying planes. You know, me mm -hmm. and Killer Mike, Killer Mike was in the same program. He was bad oh, as hell, wow. hardcore crip, you know what I'm saying? He was bad as hell, but that dude was smart as shit. Oh yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Killer Mike yeah. is on the game, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah, man, so, so we were in the same one. You know, that's we joke about it. Yeah, so you said originally you guys were supposed to be Tim and Bob's group, so how'd you end up, how did it end up going from Tim and Bob to Bad Boy? Uh. Just, man, you know, you know, at the time, you know, um, Tim and Bob was working with uh, Dallas Austin. So we were trying to get Dallas Austin, you know what I'm saying, to uh, pay attention to us. At the time, you know what I'm saying, we had to make a decision. You know, Dallas Austin wasn't, weren't going to be able to sign us probably one or two years later. Mm. Diddy had, through mutual people, had heard uh, um, a demo tape that we had done. Dallas Austin actually, you know what I'm saying, that wrote and they produced it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh called called Never Fall in Love Again. And Diddy was like, yo, these dudes sound like that. Live? You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna see how these cats actually sound live. So that's how the infamous meeting at, you know what I'm saying, in the front of uh the club one twelve. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were definitely not young and old enough to be in that club. You know what I'm saying? We were all still in high school. And it was just, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I, I think, you know what I'm saying? So that's how, that's how I, you know, came together. So how did y'all convince Diddy to allow y'all to write on that first album, given the fact that you already linked to Tim and Bob and Tim and Bob is already viewed as being renowned producers and writers, but y'all had a significant contribution on the first album too. How'd y'all you, convince him to let y'all do that? Well, um, a lot of those records that you heard on the first album was when we were when we were in high school. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we convinced Puff, you know what I'm saying? We, had, we were already working on records. Mm -hmm. So those records like In A Little While or Not It Were Done and you know what I'm saying? Like, see, see, see um, Tim and Bob was working with Boyz II Men on the two, on their two, that second album. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it was then Sean and Sean and Wanye saw who you were. So they started coming into our smaller room and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, helping us put it together. And then yeah. Sean and Wanye looked at each other and said, man, yo, why don't we even start writing with you? You know what I'm saying? Let's write with these two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Pop knew clear as day, you know what I'm saying, what he was signing. He, he signed us not just as artists, but he knew that we could write and produce. Yeah. So, so you know what I'm saying? So that, you know what I'm saying? It made, it, the package was just easy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, is it is it true? I mean, we hear the stories. Is it true that Puff's work ethic is crazy? Does he really have that, like, walk to, I need my artist to walk to Brooklyn for cheesecake work ethic? He's like that? Yo, yo I, I, I'm telling you, we would have walked to uh, we would have walked to Brooklyn. No problem. I, I mean, I'm going to give me a slice. You feel me? Like, hey, li listen. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's an amazing situation. Like, the young Puff, like, 
Puff is like that now, and he's a billionaire. Like, listen, hey, like, yo, he been a billionaire. Like, at the end of the day, it's like, man, the young Puff. So just imagine if he's crazy now. You know what I'm saying? Imagine what that was when you know what I'm saying. All of us in. You know, we were teenagers, and he was, uh, was he 21? I don't know, 20. Uh, yo, hey, Cats had had a vision, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and we knew, we knew we had what we, we were capable of doing. It was just that, you know, yes, Puff, Puff's expectations and his work ethics was through the roof, but so was ours. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, we, we're, we're perfectionists in our own right. And you know, he really didn't have to babysit us. Now, I ain't in front. There were times where, you know, our, you know, what we what we wanted to do and what he he envisioned for us to do kind of bumped a little bit, but that mm-hmm. that's just with the creativity flowing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, we've been threatened, dude. We want to go home, you know what I'm saying? I'm from, <laughs> hey, we from Cleveland Avenue, you feel me? Hey, I'm from the same neighborhood as Young Thug. Understand. Mm-hmm. Nope. To go home, you understand? <laughs> I was gonna ask you, man, about having perseverance and patience working with someone as big as Puff. But tell me also, along with that, how did it feel winning your first Grammy? Oh man, that was crazy. I, yo, first of all, somebody should have gave us the uh, memo that you know. Chances are, when you when you perform, you know what I'm saying? Like when you perform at the Grammys. You might be winning, you know what I'm saying? Like, but see, we don't know. Yeah, I think we 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 boys from the hood, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I, I, you know, I don't have. Did I watch the Grammys? Yes, I did. I did. I watched the Grammys, but it was just like, man, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I watched the Soul Train musical. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm rocking, you know, rocking the black joints. You know what I'm saying? You grew up off Soul Train, T, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like the Grammys, so we didn't know, and you know what I'm saying? We finished. Everybody else kind of got the memo, and here we, yo, we went back to the room. I'm like, I'm like man, I'm trying to take this stuff out, get back in some comfortable clothes. You feel me? Like they already telling us we got to go back out there, and you know what I mean. I'm about to go to sleep on one of these joints, and then you know, and you hear, and the winner is Puff Daddy featuring Faith Evans and 112. I'll be missing. So, <laughs> hey man. Yo, Puff was so pissed at us, yo, because he he had to go out there by himself, and he was not, yo, he was hot, yo, man, <laughs> yo, 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 where you at, yo, yo, you switch, yo, like now, catch, like, oh, I'm doing this by myself, yo, you, you right here, I was good. Yo, we didn't know somebody should have told us. Hey, tell us, tell us, uh, when were you able to control your voice to where you knew that you know it's the science behind it of course and when you was able to control your voice tell me how was it you know would you you know did you have more like confidence of course around the ladies or whatever or like you know what was the whole the whole build up of that talent show days so mm-hmm. so we 112 we're we're a talent show bread now people don't understand like Anybody, if you look at artists from Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Chances are they know what we talk about, these circuits. Like, our talent shows were like the concerts you see right now. If they come to Atlanta, I guarantee you that we saw each other in talent shows. So understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, and there was winners and there was losers. 
and we around the same age, I'm gonna just tell you right now, 112 never lost. So, oh, so you know what I'm saying? So some of y'all favorite artists got that working. <laughs> we were oh, younger than, we were younger than we were younger than a lot of them, you know what I'm saying? And we would go from school to school and do the things or whatever. Now, I go front. I did have a fear. I did have a fear uh, once when I, we first started. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because you got to think, like, I didn't ask to be the lead singer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even thought it was going to be like that. You had the, uh, you had two other guys that probably thought that they would have been the lead singers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, when we get up here, um, Puff had a talk with the other guys. I just found that out recently. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know. And he, he basically told me, like, like look, um, the X Factor is clearly in your group. It's him. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm already kind of comfortable, with, like, you know, see, anything, anybody who knows me, I'm more... I'm like hip hop and R&B. Like I love hip hop. I love the aspect of just going to like clubs, listening to hard beats, and you know what I'm saying. And mm -hmm. then I used to play the samples over and over again, so we getting us used to like what we were doing. So he's play all these eighty samples. I would sit in the I would sit in the studio session, like sit in like production joints with like. Stevie J or Mario Winans or you know what I'm saying Nod, uh Nashim, all of them, you know what I'm saying? D Dot and you, you listen to him. Young Lord was in there too, right? Huh? Young Lord, was the Young Lord a Young Lord was in there, big shots to Young Lord the mm -hmm. baby then, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was in there too. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we would hear these samples, they'd be banging them, you know what I'm saying? And one day it clicked. You know what I'm saying? Like Yo, I can write so hard beats with melodies, soft melodies, you know what I'm saying, with harmonies and stuff like that. Thank God there was a Mario Winans and Stevie J because they knew chords and stuff like that. They from the church. Like, they were kind of like us. And um, they would put, like, little melodies, you know what I'm saying, and uh, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, it was able. So I, could, I was able to use my voice as an instrument doing other different melodies with the melodies that were already in there, but right. say something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah your, your voice is very distinct. Like one of my favorite joints by yours, it's over now, to the Mob Deep beat. Like, cause the oh, beat is so yeah. hard, but it's like, oh. yo, you come on, it's like, it's mean. Now, I wanted to ask you, you know, how did the death of um, Biggie personally impact you? You know, I, of course it had a, a profound impact on Bad Boy, but you haven't had the opportunity to work with him before he passed away. You know, what was that like for you? That was crazy because first off, we when we when we moved to New York, Big and Faith were and Junior Mafia were like the first one of the first ones that embraced us. When mm -hmm. I say embrace, I mean actually take us to their house, have us hanging with us. You know what I'm saying? Hanging with them. Matter of fact, Big was doing a promo for Ready to Die, and Faith and Big they both they had both had the Lexus truck. One had the white Lexus. You know what I'm saying? It was like a Land Cruiser, white one, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Faith, Big had the burgundy one, you know what I'm saying? And you know, and we would, like, if it was in within a mile radius, I mean, an hour radius, so I, like, you know, we'd go to Philly, we would go certain parts in Jersey, you know what I'm saying? They were bringing us with us, bringing yeah. them you know saying, with us. So, you know, to lose somebody that close, 
know what I'm saying? Like that was like really, really hard. You know what I'm saying? And for me personally, I wasn't really used to uh, losing anybody, you know what I'm saying? That close to you, you know what I'm saying? So that was like one of the first feelings of losing anyone. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I said, my grandparents, everybody was still alive. You know what I'm saying? And then the first person in my life that was really close to me, big. That was mm. that was hard to hard to deal. Like wow, damn. man, that's crazy, man. But talk about working with Big, man. Y'all did some great music together, man. Yeah. And then Big Big's hypnotized stayed at number one, while Cupid <laughs> stayed at number two. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We would have had another number one, man. But but you know what? Hey, listen, <laughs> yo, if you're not gonna, if if you if you gonna be take number two, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather take it with the Notorious B.I.G. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do remember that because you know what I'm saying. To see number one with a bullet hypnotized, number two with a bullet Cupid. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, and you that it was like, man, well. Do you think that one one of these weeks, you know what I'm saying, like big or slow down? <laughs> it ain't slow down. <laughs> it is slow down. So you know what I'm saying, but you know what though? It was amazing. And uh, you know, Big had a, a profound respect for 112. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you asked him who was the the best group, he he would tell you no debate, 112. No debate. And and he right. And it showed in, in, in his albums, like, look how many times he mentioned Room 112. You know what I'm saying? He jumped for everything. So we've done a lot of records together. And he used to always tell us, like, hey, y'all about to be the biggest band in the world. You know what I'm saying? I can already sit it. I can, I can see it. I can feel it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know who you are. I can't wait to the world, you know what I'm saying, sees it. So we were like, man, you got this dude right here. You know what I'm saying? He's the most powerful rapper in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, hey, he feels that way about us. That was just a, a, another chink of armory we had with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was dope. Tell us about the uh, transition, man. Once you, once you guys left Bad Boy and you went to Def Jam, tell us about the tutelage that you got from uh, Leo Cohen and, and Kevin Lyles, and, and, and you know wow. what they what they did to contribute to you know your uh, your, your your reign. You guys was doing your thing for a long time, man. Yeah, so that that was a uh, that was a situation there, you know, in, in itself. So we had, first we had, we had to really uh, adapt from leaving a boutique label. You know what I'm saying? Where where the label is basically catering directly to you, and then you start going to a ship like uh, Def Jam, where they facilitate the whole situation. It's kind of like what's happening right now. That you uh, there's a it's a situation that facilitates everything for you, but you. But you have no, so like they have the, like it's like they have the machine. They got the machine, and you gotta have the people. That's you know what I'm saying, like right. in place to do everything. So right. I always say, regardless of whatever success that Hot and Wet had, we really didn't deserve. We didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't even have a hit. We didn't have a hit single on that album. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference between being hot just being hot, you know what I'm saying? People paid attention to the brand, so on the brand, you know what I'm saying? And like, but we didn't, because we had to learn how to adjust. So that fourth album was really, in my case, I know it sounds crazy. Oh, it was a platinum, no, it was a flop. 
it was a flop because we didn't have we didn't have a um, hit single on there or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So the the uh, the brand the brand in itself was is hot. But now on the fifth album, you know what I'm saying? Um, Lior and Kevin Lyles like they really showed patience with us. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people would have just gave up. Matter of fact, people were kind of hot at us. I ain't gonna front. You know what I'm saying? Like they gave us a lot of money. We had an eight-figure deal. You know what I'm saying? Well, you gave us that this type of power. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is sound crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was an eight-figure deal. Like you know what I'm saying? That was most money we probably ever made in 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 in, in the sense of albums. You know what I'm saying? Like your my, our own album record sold. You know what I'm saying? And they gave it to us, and we're supposed to deliver. It's just like a like an athlete, you know what I'm saying? Get mm-hmm. an athlete deal. We want them. We want them to produce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah. just to say that first situation didn't do it, but um, bless, bless that. You know what I'm saying? We had rest in peace, Shakir Stewart. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know what I mean? Like we known him for years. You know what I'm saying? Like we known him before the deals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, basically, he um. You know, he, he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Come on, you know. And I got front. Puff had some stuff to had some stuff to do with it too. He kind of told him, You wanna you wanna hit record, you gotta put you gotta put the heat on Slim. Like you gotta make <laughs> you gotta make Slim feel like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, hey, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, cause that's really what it the sound and everything, regardless of what it is. So like for for, for myself. You know what I'm saying? Individually, I didn't have the um, I didn't have the the cushion of saying, okay, well, I just work with this one producer, and you know what I'm saying. And then if it works, you know what I'm saying. And then it just work on this and no, Slim, they got to put. I I got to work with everybody. You know what I'm saying. So whether it was the dude that was in our group at the time, or, or, or you know what I'm saying, or you know what I mean, it could have been Stevie J, or it could be this person. You know what I'm saying. It could be. Hey, Slim, make that money. You know what I'm saying? So I was getting phone calls straight from Lior, straight from Puff. You know what I'm saying? Then I literally had to deal with uh, Shakir. I had to come to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And he would be there. He was hands-on. You know what I'm saying? He told me. Puff told me, yo, Puff told me that I need to, you know what I'm saying? I need to put the heat on you. You know what I'm saying? So I was saying, you know what? Sit me with cats or whatever. I did take it personal. Here we go. So you you start. That's why if you heard on the fifth album, you heard a lot of records where I was singing all by myself. I mean, you did it on other albums too, but mm-hmm. that's because Puff was like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like come see me was me all by literally. You know what I'm saying? But I say one twelve, and everybody say one twelve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cute. You know what I'm saying? Or you know any other. So on this one. The first record that was leaked on the fifth album was uh, If I Hit. My relationship with T.I. T. Tilt, you know what I'm saying? I had called him myself, told him to meet me down here, you know what I'm saying? Meet me at the, um, he was at Patchwork at the time. I had hit him up and said, yo, I got this record. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I really need you on here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we had worked with him before, and you know what I'm saying? It was something he was a little hot about before, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Me and him, I knew we knew each other before then. I just say it like that. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. an eight minute You know what I'm saying? Our right. relationship was before that deal. So it was like, hey, just come over here, just just let's just make this happen. So he came right. over there, you know what I'm saying? Shoot, yo, he you know what I'm saying? He brought some, you know what I'm saying, brought some alcohol. Hey, that's you know what I'm saying. I don't drink or nothing like, but 
that day I drunk with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, here we go. First, I recorded my part. You know what I'm saying? So my voice, like, you feel me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna sit back. I, I drunk for a half of it, and I was about sleep over in the corner. But, you know what I'm saying? but I saw something with Tip. He did the same drunk, like how big was. He don't write nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he listened to him. Start mumbling little words. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. He worked. He worked. He said, hey, you worked with Jermaine huh? Dupree on the album too, right? Yeah, that was crazy too. Yo, and, and I've always wanted to, truth of me, always wanted to work with uh, Jermaine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, cra- it was crazy. See, I, I was like, man, you know, um, one thing people don't know about uh, Jermaine, yo, he be actually be writing. He actually writes and produces. He'll do it right in front of me. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, if we see, you know, we work with people that, you know, some people don't do it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I was like, this man is actually, he's singing, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going nowhere. He's singing it. I am not in the club and I, you ain't got to worry about a thing. I'm like, yo, yo, Jermaine, yo, okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? So we got in there, you know what I'm saying? It was crazy. We did like four, three or four records on that album. You know what I'm saying? How did um Puff is Puff is known for being like a, a really shrewd um businessman. How did y'all end up getting out of your deal so fast with Puff to get to Death Soul? Well, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like uh you know, it was just one of those things that you you know what I'm saying, like all, all star I just say like this, all stars just lined up together. It really wasn't Puff situation more more than more than, you know what I'm saying, we were signed to a production. Of production, oh. so so we were never signed directly to Bad Boy. We were under this production agreement. You know what I'm saying? And let's just say that th- that situation kind of like showed itself. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we event- tried to approach Puff, like yo, you know what I'm saying? Like we just did this Bad Boy for Life joint. You know what I'm saying? Like man, we ain't really trying to leave Bad Boy. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we trying to just. You know, well, we free agents. We said, but, but we're trying to get out of this situation. You know what I'm saying? Which is definitely wasn't in our it wasn't in our favor. You feel what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you know what I'm saying? If the production if the production agreement had 40 percent and he was also the management, which is another 20 percent, he's he's taking 60 percent gross of everything. You know what I'm saying? And then us, the artists, we're the only ones that get paid off the net. You feel me? So yeah. after you pay the gross of the whole hundred percent, you feel what I'm saying? Like by the time we get it, we get a couple of cheeseburgers. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm <laughs> Yo, is, it, is this this production company is still doing business? Um, I don't know. I I I, I don't really uh see one thing about Slim is like you know what I'm saying. When I don't mess with you, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you so, this: Was there? What, was there anything that um, that you and 112 that y'all, you know, from having your experience with Bad Boy and Def Soul, was there anything when you got to Def Soul that you was like, shit, we may have taken this for granted at Bad Boy? That's, I kind of alluded to it. Here we go. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, like you know, um, I am front. You saw a lot of ego. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of e- egos bigger than what they actually can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it had, that was like looking at ourselves in the mirror. Tell that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, here, we, so here, here we go. Like, 
as far as like picking records and this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like Puff definitely was hand he he was hands-on as far as like did the was the records finished? What you know what I'm saying? Like what's gonna be the first single, second single, you know what I'm saying? Like now nah, I ain't in front with you. Like he worked together collective with us. So let's so let's just say there were times where you know Puff should have went against us. You know what I'm saying? Like Puff should have went against us. Like we had the one situation where Clive Davis asked us to come out with your letter. He asked us to come out with your letter and told us that if you do, hey, you're gonna sell another million on, in your album, chances are you will win a Grammy. Mm. Now, at the time, that other guy that used to be in the group wanted to have put, put his record out called, you know what I'm saying? He had, he had his record, right? Love you like I did. Now he was, but he was like, man, I, I I think we need to go this way. I think we just need to go. In. Now think about, you know, what I'm saying. In hindsight, you know, what I'm saying, how are you arguing with Clive Davis? <laughs> okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? But, but at the end of the day, and he told us what was gonna happen if you choose this record. They're gonna fight each other. They're both gonna fizzle each other out, and then this, that's what's gonna be. You're gonna have a successful album, but because we were on tour, and we were on tour with Whitney Houston at the time, so he met mm. up with us. You know what I'm saying? While we were on out, but Puff sided with us. Mm. And it's cra- it was crazy. He was like, "What y'all wanna do? Like, I, 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 I mean, I'm with y'all. What y'all wanna do? He right. should have basically told us. You know what I'm saying? So, it, so. You have to look at it like, like, so he was a team player too. Don't he with with us because we were we're not we're self-contained in in a sense. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it was like yo, it was a working progress. But you know what I'm saying? So with the Def Jam situation, we didn't have that. We ain't had nobody telling us. You know what I'm saying? All four of us that you know what I'm saying is gonna be this way. Slim, you're going to do this right here, and y'all gonna do this right here, and this is the equation. You know what I'm saying? Keep the equation. So if you notice, and one and at Bad Boy, they were consistent joints, one after another, regardless about people's egos and feelings or what they thought. Puff would tell you, "F what you think or thought." You know what right. I'm saying? Hey, it's Bad Boy, baby. This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, man, Bad Boy. I want. I mean, Def Jam. And so, yeah. Yeah. You know what it is? It's, it sounds like what you're saying is, and I, I think it's true. I think people, you don't really get a chance to appreciate the system until you're out of it, observing it from afar. When you're in it, it can feel oppressive, right? Like, damn, I got this piece of hand and everything. But when you're away from it, you begin to really look at it and appreciate it and be like, oh shit, that system is in place for a reason. And that system is responsible for great production. Yeah. You know, so, yo, yeah. I think it's dope that you would even acknowledge and say that because some people would just be like, yo, it's you know, this person was hard to work with or whatever it is, but the narrative that you presented is like, yo, the fact that he was hands-on was a huge part of your early success. Grown man here, you know what I'm saying? With no egos, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's about the result, you know what I'm saying? Like I appreciate the grind and uh, you learn from your mistakes too, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why we didn't make the same mistake twice. On the fifth album, you know what I'm saying? Like it was in play and Puff was definitely in play, trust me whether the other guys were admitted that one or not. Well, maybe because I was more in tune with it. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, some, if Puff is telling Shakir, hey, you got to put the you gotta put the steam on Slim, I was getting the phone call. Yo, I was getting the phone calls. But Puff was calling them. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Slim, 
No, I ain't with the bullshit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the music, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. So it was crazy. And then you had L.A. Reid. That was another situation. See, that's what I said. When I write this book, it's to be amazing. There were things that were happening on the inside. That There were things that were happening on the inside that was really wild. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, like, uh, like, there was a, con- so I did a record with the Young Guns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they were like, Puff, I, I mean, um, Jay-Z had sent the uh, uh, message like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Um, I wanna, um, I, w- I wanna work with. I need to work with the voice. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. So our, our management was like, "Oh no, they wanna work with 112." Okay, we're gonna get. He said, "No, no, no. I know who 112 is. I need to talk to the voice." <laughs> <laughs> and so it was crazy because it was like, so they flew me up there, and then you know what I'm saying? Before I even went to the uh, studio, um, it, they stopped at LA Reed's crib. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? That was a wild. Con- that was that was a very uh, different, crazy different conversation that was had. Yeah. And then he was like, and it was crazy because there were things that they were recognizing that was happening. And he, at the time, you know what I'm saying? My loyalty is to 112. My loyalty is to you know what I'm saying. So when things were being said, I was just like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can't really talk. You can't say that. You can't talk yeah, like that. You know I, mean? I don't even yeah. want to talk like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but th- and then had the conversation, then go to the joint where Beyonce is actually vocal producing. This- it-, it was wild. And you know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? They were like asking some questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's your situation? When you going to be out of it? How do we get you over here? <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna leave them guys? Don't you wanna go solo and all that? Any of those questions sound familiar? But I, I just said like I just said like this, you know what I'm saying? Like um like we definitely held the um the the our like the power power with the things that were gonna happen with 112 was in our own hands. And mm-hmm. let's just say that the People are executives for reasons. That's right. right. They see the same thing happen with multiple brands mm-hmm. over and over again, so they can kind of tell you through patterns what's gonna happen before it happens. Yeah. I just was not. Uh, I, 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 I didn't want to hear that, and I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, it was 112 forever. You know what I'm saying? I never had a situation where I thought that it would be nothing but 112 forever. Loyalty is key. You got to stick to your guns, man. Your boys came up from the beginning. And y'all was doing it for them. But you've been around, man, you've been blessed to be around some legends, man. Talk about talk about your meeting with Whitney Houston. How was that about? Crazy as I'll get out. So yeah. so let me tell you, people don't know about Whitney Houston is a make like she she like so you listen to all your big records like greatest love of all, you know what I'm saying? Yo, I, I, I just all these songs saving all my love for you. Huge records, you know what I'm saying? And then you thinking like, oh my God, yo, this diva, she was like, in my mind, I was like, man, she probably like just float from the heavens, like, like right? <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like, but you meet her, yo, she was like your the favorite aunt in your family, you know what I'm saying? Yo, she would, hey, she would treat you as, you know, a special, come here, baby, I love you. 
And then you, but if you do something wrong, she will goddamn cut you out like a goddamn man. <laughs> hey, like she'll be at you. So, you know what I'm saying? So she treated us like real family. When I tell you, that was off the, that was off the Richter scale. Like, man, she was like doing stuff like, you know, like, it's, it's one thing, you know, you know, you, you ever been on, like, you be around people and they, they'll talk at you, but they don't talk to you. Right. Hey, you know, hey, uh, Whitney, oh, hey, no. No, she was talk, she was directly talking to us, you know what I'm saying? After the joint, she want to hang out. So, you know what I'm saying? That was the one infamous joint in Albany, New York, where, you know, they, they made up this whole situation, told us to dress up, uh, MTV, we had all kind of press that was going to be out there. Only for Whitney and her dancers to come out with with water balloons and you know what I'm saying and, and wildly attack her, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then you know, like, like you have to imagine Whitney Houston with a water. So we're like, yeah, we had to, oh, so you know what I'm saying? We go. There was a uh, Toys R Us there, there, and that's when the Super Soakers had just came out. So now it's real. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. And they sat right there and waited. It was war. So after that, you know what I'm saying? Allegedly, Whitney had kind of lost her voice. I like, okay, okay, like that. I, we felt bad, like, yeah. <laughs> People were hot. People were flying all over the world. You know what I'm saying? People were flying from all over the world to here. And for a period of time, she absolutely could not sing. Mm. She lost her voice. Yeah. How was it like mine in that sense? Like, once you lose it, it take a long time to get it back. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And she, we've had some amazing situations with her and we've had some amazing conversations and... Whitney, Whitney from Jersey, man. So she a tough cookie, man. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we've seen some situations. I'm going to tell you right now. They stay on the good side of her situation. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Like, stay on her good side because, boy, you don't want to see it. She will come. She will bring the thunder. Yeah. Rest in peace to Whitney Houston. I feel like um, Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross, like, they... they they haven't been gone long enough for people to fully appreciate them or to understand the contribution that they made to music in our generation. Man, but, they, they, they were the definition of soul, man. After the Motown era, when they started to make music, it was a joy listening to Lou Bill. Of course. Listening to right. the women. Yeah. It was just a, just a melodic sound of hearing them sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll make you feeling happy. It'll make yeah. you cry. It had you feeling all the emotions. Yeah. Amazing, you know, man. Like, how, how they you, Yo, Slim, how do you feel about the resurgence, or is there a resurgence of mm-hmm. good soul music and great collaboration? Now, I love it. Like, I absolutely love, like, you know what I mean? Like, just being, just being, a, like, just a part of the culture and you see it like and I ain't a friend. I was kinda worried. I was kinda I was kinda worried, bro. Because you don't feel it anymore. Yo, cause you like when I didn't like, you know, the whole Pro Tools situation, you know what I'm saying? Now I you know, on the production side of things and you know, when you record, make things way easier. Anybody know what real to real was? You know what I'm saying? Like it because mm-hmm days to record records like especially with us where we had harmonies and you had like 16 20 tracks and you know what i'm saying and then once you ran out of the tape and you had, it took hours to line it back up and you know what i'm saying like yo it 
You might get seven, eight out, six out. Like it, it took a long time to get it back to where it was, and then here we go again. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but here we go. As far as the singing, the actual culture of the art of singing, people were um, using the Pro Tools and stuff like that, and uh, just all of the settings and stuff, using it as a crutch instead of, you know what I'm saying, still, you know what I mean? Like, so a lot of the stuff started getting a little lazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that, yeah, so the soul of songs that what, the, how we, when we used to sing it, you know what I'm saying, it, it started being missing. So now the resurgence of it, you know what I'm saying, to see, and I, big shots out to especially the female artists. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, so when you, you look at it, like, listen to people like, her and you know what I'm saying, yeah, and right. Silver and you know what I'm saying, Jasmine Sullivan and you know what I'm saying, Kalani and you know what I'm saying, like yo, like all of them, you know what I'm saying, even Janae Aikon. Like when I think about when you listen to like how they sound, like and the way they they're singing the records, like you, it's like to the point where now you start looking at the guys like. Yeah, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you we got a few of them. You know what I'm saying? And some of them, some some of them, we kind of hold them to us. Don't tell, don't tell us, don't tell us about uh, Chris Brown. Chris Brown came out in you know what I'm saying, the mid 2000. You know what I'm saying? He's to me, he's a veteran. You know what I'm saying? Like Miguel, don't tell me about Miguel. Miguel was on the first episode of you know what I'm saying, making a band. If you pay attention. Wow. Mm. I didn't even realize that. Exactly. Yeah. That's one thing I'm trying. Like I'm trying to tell you, to do, like people like he's, he's been around. Part of the new culture to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he understands. So when you hear Miguel Rick, I'm like, yeah, of course he's gonna sound like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. He's a part of. He's more. He's like to me like Trey Songz and Chris Brown. And, you know what I'm saying? Right. With also a part of that veterans. I'm talking mm. about the younger artists. So yeah, but big shots out to the Lucky Days and the. Uh, Gibeons and you know what I'm saying? Uh, you like Bryson? I love Bryson. I would love to work. Yeah, I like Bryson. I would love him. Hey. I, I, I love what he what? What's my favorite, fellas? Oh, man. Yo, he's, he's, this dude's a diehard Weekend fan. He's a Weekend fan, yo. Weekend is wild, too. This one, here we go. But here, here we go. I like <laughs> so, so Weekend, Weekend had been, probably been in the game for what, 10 years? Yeah, he's been there for a while. Yeah, because I remember the old school weekend where he said, where he was like, kind of like, I don't even want to be mainstream. Matter of fact, yeah. he had a record where he said, I don't do main, I'm not, I don't work with mainstream artists. I said, oh. So that's, that should tell you, see me, I listen to all mixtapes, everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I knew Ty Dolla as a writer, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Right before he started, you know what I mean? And I told people, I warned people about that man. Like I, I, t- I told them, and, I, and they were like, "No, he's a rapper." I said, "Oh no, no, no! That fool is a musician. He's a wild one too, and he sing. He could be in the group." They were like, "What? Yeah. No, that fool could be in one twelve. That man, he's he's wild. Okay, like he's wild. Like you know what I'm saying? And that's levels when you say one twelve. Like you know what I'm saying? That means being able to sing and hold your own doing all kind of music, musical stuff and play instruments as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that makes us stand out from other groups. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? But, like... My, one of my favorite joints from you, man. So Fly. Featuring oh. Jack. 
Let me tell you a story about SoFly. When I used to go to the club, if I came at the right time and that came on, I that go was straight, it. I go straight to the bar and straight to the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was it. That was it, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, oh, was the recording process like that, man. And then once you heard it on the radio, like, it was oh. magic, man. Man, let me tell you something. It was the whole situation. So you had to understand, like, I ain't in front. I was, before I even got to that situation, I was hurt because first and foremost, the group had broke up. So then, you know, I was in, once again, in denial. You know what I'm saying? But there was a certain situation that happened that could really prevent the situation from, you know what I'm saying, you know, us to come together or whatever. So, um, I was like, man, I really didn't want to do a solo project, but you know, um, something actually happened that, you know what I'm saying, that kind of pushed me and let me know, like, who I, I thought that cats or, or they, they would been for me just wasn't for me, but it, they kind of, like, told me my face. Just, but Damn. I, sorry. Here we go. So, so now, so I'm putting the records together, and you know what I'm saying, so me, it's all about traveling, going to different places and soaking up the culture and seeing what's up, what the sounds were, you know what I'm saying? You know, because I was like, damn, man, I've been in a group all this time, man. What the hell, man? You know what I'm saying? Like, I- I'm used to writing the songs like a group. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never did anything by myself. And even though, even if I did records all by myself, let's say, like, what if? I sung the shit. Including the backgrounds. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, in my mind, that's 112. That's not slim. You know what I'm saying? So, um... That record was crazy. I go down to Orlando, Florida, you know what I'm saying? Big shouts out to Ricky P and you know what I'm saying? And um, DJ Nasty and you know what I'm saying? Um, Ricky P had told me that was these hot producers, you know what I'm saying? That that was there. They would call themselves odds and ends. And you know what I'm saying? They also worked at the studio, they, they worked at the radio station too. And uh, they told me to meet up with them. So I met up with them and we were just like listening to beats and stuff like that. And I, as soon as I heard that beat, I was like, that. <laughs> mm-hmm. The hell, you know what I'm saying? So I had worked on a lot of other, you know what I'm saying? Because I had been over to the Bay Area, big shots out to designated hitters and you know what I'm saying, DOA and all of them over there, designated hitters. So I was doing already doing a whole bunch of um R&B, true R&B, so Sweet Baby and all those records, they were already done. But I needed some, I you know, You're just that my bad boy type mentality. I need mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I go front, man. I said, man, I don't wrote about everything. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm looking at, you know what I'm saying? And Nino, he was like, yo, man, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I think everybody deserves an anthem. Like, I like an anthem. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's one of the records where it's just an everyday where everybody can just relate to it. So we was about to head to the club. Like, this is just like, we about to head to the club. So in your mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey. So the beat. <laughs> so we talking it out while the beat just tripping. And then, you know what I'm saying? Jay, he's the beat dude. He was like, I'm trying to tell you, you know what I'm saying? The beat, the look, look how the beat dropped. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this going to be it. I'm like, you sure this ain't hip hop? Because really, you know what I'm saying? They had a label currency. So, yeah. spit up. Oh. Hey man, thank you for not taking the joint. Hey man, but you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, um, you know what I'm saying? We we put the joint together. It was real fast, man. 
that record came it, it exploded for a big shots out to Tony Neal and, and you know what I'm saying and uh the whole core DJs man went crazy and it went crazy and then getting it with Jock because I had ran into Jock and I told him you know you know how you meet people I'd be like man when I get that record I'm gonna hit you put you on yeah Yo, I'm telling you, I called him at six o'clock in the morning. He was like, "Yo, I'm at the, what? Yo, what the fuck?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, man, yo, but you in the studio though? I'm about to drive up right now at six o'clock, yo, at six o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I drove drove up there, man. He heard the record as soon as he was on something else. As soon as he heard the record, he said, "Put that up, put that on." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it became history at that. One, that was the biggest record, you know what I'm saying? I can front. That's the most money I had made. That whole project, Love's Crazy, was the most money I ever made in the yep. whole three of, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, it's, cra- it's crazy because uh, the other track that I that I really like from there is the um the joint with Ryan Leslie, the Good Loving. Like, yo, yeah. I, that, that shit right there to me, Ryan Leslie is yo as a musician, dope. The vocals on that, like who said he's singing background on there with you also? Yes. Yo, yes. Like everything, I'm like, yo, that shit is sick. Freaking genius. I always wanted to work with Ryan Leslie, right? Mm-hmm. I knew about him in Germany. You know what I'm saying? We would listen to mixtapes, and there were hot records like Hot Tonight and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, now in the United States, you heard New Edition because he he writes it, and you know what I'm saying, and he gives it to them. But over in, in Germany, they were playing his version. That's how hot he mm-hmm. is in Germany. Oh. So so. We were like, oh, okay, well, man, I want to work this man. It's freaking genius. Oh, uh, Harvard? Yo, okay, all right, listen, all right, all right. I want to work with this man. So on my birthday, I flew my, I flew up to New York, you know what I'm saying? Got a, got a situation with him, told him that I wanted to get in the studio and work. For my birthday, I wanted to work with him. So he's in there playing all of the instruments in my face. Anything you heard, this man played every instrument. I was like, this fly dude, you know what I'm saying? Like over here, you know? And he like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, this man sound, he feel like Puff. Like his aura was like, but the arrangements. Yo, the arrangements, like everything. I'm like, God damn, yo, every, yo, I don't know if y'all heard it or ever listened to that track that much in detail. That shit is meticulous. Like, yo, Yeah, it was crazy. I got a, I got a top 20 record with that, you know, with him too. Like that was absolutely amazing hit just, how he put the red joints together. And then he said, so we're, we're putting the record together. And I was like, oh shoot. Like, yo, I, I still wanted this, had the elements of hip hop and R&B said, oh yeah, I'm with you Slim. Yo, I'm with you. Trust, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So then, you know what I'm saying? So after he, so when he did, he said, you know what? I said, hey, pull my vocals back. I want you in the track. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, let's go, let's go. And yeah, then you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I make the phone call, big shots out to DJ Hurricane, reach out, you know what I'm saying? We got Fab, because I always yeah. wanted to work with Fab. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so you know what I'm saying? Like I was like getting my wish list. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look at the I had on my app the first album, which yeah. I didn't end it by the way. Yo, I said, I want to work with Outcast, I got Big Boy. Big you, boy. I, yo, I, I want to work with Fab, I want to work with Fab. Okay, I want to work, okay, I got Jay Kiss, I got, you know what I'm saying? I went crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. it was just that whole movement. I'm just, thank y'all. Yeah. I spoke the audience in that. Hopefully, yeah. I think it's double platinum, man. I, yo, I need a platinum. Who, who, who wrote that? You wrote that or your co-wrote that? Yeah. Or he wrote that? Yeah. 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 That's like one of my favorite joints, like, yo. 
It's just like the background vocals on it too. I'm like, yo, who the fuck, yo? How'd they put this together? And I, yeah, now that's why I said like being in 112, it's easy for me to, oh, you talking about good loving or so fly? Yeah, good love for good loving. Oh, no, 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 oh, now he wrote that. Oh, okay. He wrote that, now, I'm telling you, I, I was like, man, I, I, I wanted to hear how, cause if that, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> and his beat, you know what I'm saying? He had the idea, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? And then, but the beat go, and then, someone to do right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. And then, <clears throat> I was like, this man, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, oh, I'm not about to play, because I, I was going to go another direction with it. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This man was going crazy. I said, yo, man, go and do what you want. <laughs> yeah, y'all put, y'all put oh, the stones wow. on that joint. Y'all put yeah. the song. Yo, you were talking earlier about um, like writers, and you mentioned um, damn, what's what Ty Dolla Sign as a writer. You know, yeah. like how is that? I've noticed in the industry, there's some people that they're really good writers, but their writing doesn't translate into actually being performers and being on stage with it. You know, person I think about that I'm always like, yo, this person has great talent. They've wrote in the they've wrote amazing songs, but as an artist, I, they never really connected per se with me. A dude like Jonte Austin, like I think Jonte Austin, he's a great, great writer. But yeah. as an artist, like has he, you know, how come he hasn't connected with the general public like other artists? Okay, so I call these guys. Um, oh my gosh, I, I I got a nickname for them. You know what I'm saying? Like where you know what I'm saying? Where they like so so basically, these dudes give away their song by, by writing hit records. They give away mm -hmm. their songs. Yeah. So, yeah. like, so let's let's take an Eric Bellinger, right? Like, dude. Here we go. You know what I'm saying? Like, where you have a person where he's off the Richter scale as far as writing and everything, and then if you look at him as a person, it's he his swag, everything is this. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he he gives all, he he has Grammys and stuff off of records that he's written oh, for other, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, right. Chris Brown, he was on Fame, the Fame joint. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he would write, might work for Usher, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or myself, like I got record with, like it's, listen, like, you know what I'm saying? But then, you know, when it comes to them, because their records be so big, yo, when you see them, it's like. They don't match up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But not nothing against them because they off their chain just imagine if they didn't write the art if they didn't write these songs for the for the artists mainstream yeah. artists you know what i'm saying like these cats would not be what you're talking about like they actually gave that sauce to the mainstream artists which works out well for everybody because don't don't feel sorry for Elder Bell. That man riding around on rapes and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, <laughs> trust me. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, cats are still rich. You understand what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. you know, us, we do it on the stage. Them, they do it. You know what I'm saying? Right here. It seems like Neo was able to kind of marry that. Like, Neo, he has a good pen and it translated well to him being an artist. Also, the, the only knock I have on Neo, though, is like every song that Neo's wrote, I could tell that Neo wrote it. Like, it's like Neo, to me, he writes songs for artists from his standpoint. Like, when you hear it, you hear Neo. But there are other people, like you said, like, like you know, like the John Tay Austins or Brian Michael Cox or other people that you like, yo, they wrote that? You know, yeah. like, it's they get into the artist's head and give the artist something that really represents who the artist is. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and that's, it's just crazy, because, you know what I'm saying? 
uh, like like a Neo, you know what I'm saying? He did break it in both sides. At the end of the day, he won one because, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He got multi-platinum records underneath himself, then he got multi-platinum records with, with artists, you know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, you're right. Yes, you might have, but I ain't in front, you know what I'm saying? I I didn't, to, to the left record, you know what I'm saying, with Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was amazing for Beyonce, for a guy to, you know what I'm saying, to write that in that type of a, my, you know what I'm saying, my friend. Now, so his words are magical. I, I look at, you know what I'm saying, when I, when I, and then when I first met Neo, he basically said it. Hey, you're going to hear melodies that you're going to recognize. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I kind of look at him as like a young disciple of us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause we held a, a we held, we held a key that nobody even knew, and. He's running the situation right now with Pooh Bear. We had Pooh Bear that was in our, he, he was writing with us since he was 11 years old. You know what I'm saying? He had his first first number one hit at 12 or something like that. Listen, and now every time you hear Justin Bieber, that is Pooh Bear. Yeah. And you hear that Peaches record, that if you listen, go look up Jason Pooh Bear Boy and listen to his records. And then when you listen to, you know what I'm saying, um, Justin Bieber, they are one in the same. Yeah. You know what I'm so Pooh Bear, I I give it to Pooh Bear because at the end of the day we I we've known him. So he would have been an amazing artist. But let's but I just I just say it like this. Would you wanna go platinum with that record or put it on another person and it goes twenty million with the same words and the same melody? I take the twenty million. You feel me? <laughs> and, and, and you know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure let me tell you something right now. And I and big shout out to my little brother too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like I live a good life. You know what I'm saying? My 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 house is nice. You know what I'm saying? It's good. Pooh Bear's house. You know what I'm saying? I think he has multiple Rolls Royces. And you know what I'm saying? His wife. You know what I'm saying? Has the car. You know what I'm saying? Uh, multiple Rolls Royces. Uh, like you know what I'm saying? He live out there in the hills. You know what I'm saying? Glass houses. You know what I'm saying? Like listen, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got to get gotta get my pad together and start writing these songs man <laughs> oh yeah no I, I we did our thing too that's why i said that's what makes our, us stand out more than any pro- of our era you know what i'm saying like if i was able to do it i would take you to my platform like we wrote for people like pink and you know what i'm saying new edition and you know what i'm saying uh uh isley brothers and you know wow. what you heard us on everybody total faith mason you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we wrote on a bunch of people kelly Pro- it, it goes on, you know what I'm saying? Nice. 112 control, controls about 40, almost 40 million records. Nice. So we can talk about those things. Huh? The perfect, perfect uh, segue for this. 